Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? How's it going? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with my co-host and longtime NFL exec, current XFL director of personnel, Jim Monas. I never adequately, you know, introduce you, Jim. I just, I just assume that everybody knows the greatness that is Jim Monas. I shouldn't, it's, I shouldn't assume. Well, you shouldn't assume that people think I'm great. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> That's, I wouldn't get that introduction everywhere. But thank you. Well, if they listen to you on this podcast, then then they know. A podcast right. is fueled by Fatty Beer Company, we may add. Our friends, Nick right. uh, Fatty, Chris DeCesare, thank you so much for uh, you know, providing us ample and copious amounts of uh, beer. For the and show. plenty of fuel and knowledge from Friday when we were there. Because Yes. It, there was it was some good. I, I like that that midseason, and we talked about what teams are going to sneak around, and we talked about the Jets. We'll get into that. We talked about Miami, but the Bills division is real, yeah. and I think it's time that we see which quarterbacks are going to challenge Josh Allen. I think that's got to be the theme for the show. <laughs> I mean, we want to jump around to all these different games because it was another just uh, highly <laughs> it's, entertaining, unpredictable, it's every wacky. Week at the NFL, which is uh, becoming commonplace, but um, I mean the, the AFC East. All, all of a sudden, you look up and all four of these teams are just jammed together. I think we we've all kind of been anointed anointing the Buffalo Bills as the greatest team in football. It's like, well, they better get out of their division first because the Bills are six and two, it's- Miami six and three. The Jets are six and three, and the Patriots mm-hmm. just uh, got Frank Reich fired. They're five and four. So it's um. It's a highly competitive division. I we right, you know, speaking of assumptions, nobody should assume that the Bills are just gonna steamroll to a division title. You can't, they're 0-2 in the division. It's it's too it's just we talk about it every week. Not that easy. It's too hard to win. And now you're getting these teams that Miami and the Jets are proving that they have some talent. Which quarterback is gonna rise up? Now Tua has played well, you know, he's played well. He also has made some – that team, when I watch that team, they have no defense, Miami. The running game is, nah, you couldn't can't count on the running game yet. Probably because up front they're not dominant up front. 
And Tua still needs consistency because I see I still see some of the poor throws. But here's the good with Miami. The scheme has worked for this team. The skill set is matching the coach. He knew what he wanted to do with his offense, and he's doing it. They're they're unguardable right now. Like they are, we talked about it, that that NBA team that you just, if they're on fire, it's going to be tough to stop. The problem is they don't stop anybody. So that's where Miami's going to have to figure out. If they're going to beat Buffalo, they're going to have to somehow play defense. The Jets are kind of opposite, where they are, they are playing legit defense. We talked about it on Friday, that the Bills are going to have to show up this is going to be a, this defense is real. I just didn't know if Zach Wilson is good enough or consistent enough to make plays to outscore Buffalo. But if Josh Allen plays a game like that, it's like the perfect storm for Buffalo. He doesn't play a great game. Jets don't turn the ball over a lot. You know, it's it, it, that's a win for the Jets. That's how he, that's how they get that. But I want to hear your reaction after this game. I'm not going to talk about the Patriots because they're the same team every year. Well, coach, good team, quarterbacks average. See what happens. Um, but yeah, I want to hear your take on this for both. Yeah, I. You know what? A few things jump. It, the the last throw, right? It hits Gabe Davis on the chest. <laughs> as bad as ja- Josh Allen played, I mean, we 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 would be talking about one of the greatest throws in uh, franchise history if Gabe Davis catches the ball fourth and forever rolls left, chucks it. Uh, but yeah, Allen was, he was terrible. I mean, he had a 46 he rating. Yes. He had, I want to say as many incompletions as completions, which is, which is always bad in today's NFL. And, you know, a passing game is basically a running game. Um, two just boneheaded picks was sacked five times. They, well said by you. They, they, they were, they were strange, strange interceptions. Yeah, it was, you know, people were saying that, it was like rookie Josh Allen reappearing. It was yeah. that's putting it kindly. That was like those, those the were, mistakes those we'd make I, back in youth football. Bizarre. Those, those were, yeah, whenever you see plays like that that make no sense, I, I don't. I've always said that's when you just got to put your hands up. Just hold on. That made no sense. There was no that didn't. We didn't see that coming from Josh Allen. We thought those days were over. I thought he would always try to make the special play. And maybe that's how he makes a pick. But those were just – those were poor decisions and poor throws. Like, there was nothing that made sense about those throws. Yeah, and, you know, toggling back and forth between the Buffalo game and Green Bay game was kind of similar. I mean, <laughs> I know they're good friends, Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Some of those throws were – they just didn't make any sense. Uh, it doesn't look like – Directly to the opposition. Um, no. I think I tweeted it was like he – his body was overtaken by a monster in Space Jam. It's like, who who is this quarterback? It makes no sense for him to play the way he was playing. At least Aaron Rodgers' excuses. He's been pretty terrible all year. Josh Allen was an MVP front runner. Uh, I don't oh, get it. And I, I'm but you, you have to give the Jets some credit where Robert Sala has done this against and Joe Douglas and, and Joe Douglas. They they've drafted very well on defense. And they've tried hard to build that offensive line up, but they've had a lot of injuries up front, so they're still mixing and matching up front. They're still – in that whole building, they're holding their breath every week with that quarterback. But they've done some – They're can not see frauds where, like I declared them last week. I mean, I was dead wrong. This is a good team. They're a good team with a young quarterback. Where, where is he going to go? That's – you know, where is he going to go is how far this team is going to go, which sounds simple, but it's true. 
I just, they are kind of, we've touched on this, but they are kind of built to win in 2022 where big plays are down. I mean, after Stefan Diggs starts the game with that 42 yarder beating Sauce Gardner, the Bills, I mean, and and then Josh Allen had the 36 yard touchdown. Outside of those two plays, there was nothing, Nothing. no big plays whatsoever from the Bills. And And it's kind of par for the course for a lot of explosive offenses in the league. You're right. The way defenses are sitting back and Mm -hmm. begging you to string long drives together. That's what the Jets want to do. They want to shorten the game and limit possessions Mm -hmm. and, and win with their defense. Um, they, I mean, it makes me think that, yeah, they can get to the – I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl that way, but they'll get to the playoffs that way. You can get to the playoffs that way to win the Super Bowl is your quarterback. So he'll have to take that step. But you can see where the plan was in place from Joe Douglas, Salah, the coach. They, they they were on the same page trying to build this thing. They they went all in on the quarterback, you know, and, and now they built around him. And, and it, it takes time. I mean, he's not – I'm not writing him off because we talked about it. You see the talent. You see some of those throws that he does that are on the rare side of ability. It's just can he be consistent enough to beat the big-time quarterbacks and the big-time defenses, which he played one yesterday. And he didn't He didn't play. He wasn't a disaster against a really good defense. And I want to talk about their Bills defense in a second because they're going to need we, – we've masked it. We've, we've kind of – you know, Josh is getting them by. They're scoring. They're scoring. Yeah. That second, that's serious leadership they're missing on that in that secondary. I'm not even talking about the talent. I'm talking about the leadership of that team. Leslie Frazier and McDermott, they know how important Hyde is, Poyer, and Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys are extensions of the coaches. And that's a major thing. Milano wasn't playing. I mean, there's there's guys out there that they need they're gonna need those guys to be, you know, once we get to play. And that's what we talk about. How do you stay healthy for the playoffs? Yeah, and that's not the reason they lost yesterday. I'm not talking about yesterday. I'm saying that this game strikes me as just a a a haymaker punch to the team's ego, right? And ego is a powerful thing. It's a good thing. I don't mean that in a negative way. The yeah, Bills are at their best it. when they're front running and they're getting right. big leads and oh, they're exactly. dancing right. and they're loving life and they're rubbing it in your face. And you the team social media team is is you know going after. Nick Wright. I mean, it's just, it's above and beyond. Like, we're the best. We know we're the best. We've got Josh Allen. You don't have Josh Allen. It's just overall aura that emanates through a locker room, through just the overall emotion of a team. And it's, it's a powerful thing. I mean, you watch some of these Bills games when they're really rolling and you can just feel it like, wow, this offense is not going to be stopped. Like they, they've got their foot on your throat and they're going to win by three, four, five touchdowns. But, Similar to the Jacksonville game last year, um, and obviously the Colts game, but they they had those moments where they get they get haymaker, they get they get absolutely sucker punched, mm-hmm. and it's a blow to that front running um, attitude. And at the time, we talked about it. I think I wrote this is a soft football team, right? Like they they just looked like a soft team at one point last year. And to the Bills' credit, to their credit, they Dude. proved they're tough. I mean, they mm-hmm. came back at the end of that yeah. season and they, they were peaking at the perfect time where this looked like the best team in the NFL at Arrowhead it really did. And then obviously the coaching let them down in epic fashion. So that's what I'm saying is it's a bad loss. It was ugly. 
it was hard to watch. I mean, even you mentioned the defense. My God, that 13 play, 86 yard field goal drive the Colts had where they did. So it's, it's 13 play. This when it was 17, 17, obviously that's yep. the field goal, uh, to, to take the lead and win the game. Watch Tremaine Edmonds on that drive. I mean, he is just on roller skates and they faced up until the last third down where DeMar Hamlin had the sack and they settled for the field goal. The Jets only faced one third down the whole drive. I mean, they just stayed ahead of the sticks with James Robinson. I mean, a guy that they just picked up. I mean, he's the bell cow that drive. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a way it, it, it had the stench of that Colts game to it, that Jaguars game to it where they're getting pushed around. I, I this game doesn't really change my opinion, big picture of the Bills, because we saw it last year, right? I'd be worried if they didn't get out of that place last year. Because I I wasn't so sure that they would just rally like they you 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 were still confident in the Bills when you know they're getting they're losing to Mac Jones throwing the ball three times in Jacksonville yeah, and J, Jonathan Taylor just but they got out of that place. I think that they can right. get out of this. There's plenty of season left. Um, yeah, but it's going to get, and we'll get into the future games, but you got Minnesota coming to the town and they've yeah. got tons of confidence right now. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not going to be easy. They got to get healthier, right? They they have to get healthier. That's what we talked about all year. Got to be healthy for the playoffs somehow, some way. This is the tough, tough part of the year for every team. Look at the chiefs last night at home on the big stage, a rookie quarterback who can't complete a pass right now should have beat Mahomes. Now explain that. Like they could, right? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that game was just that game was just batshit crazy. It was just so bizarre watching that That's game. That's what I'm last saying. Night. I, so don't like it, look. The Chiefs got their win, but they, they, you wouldn't pan like Tennessee. And we've talked about them. I feel like every every year, they're the same team every year. Well coached, tough as hell, run the ball, no quarterback, won't ever beat the good teams. So. I guess if I'm like, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a tough time of year. Get your win if you can and get out and move on. If you lose a game like that, if you're the Bills, it's okay. Let's regroup. What are the big issues right now? How can we get right? Let's just try to beat Minnesota right now. You're going to have a quarterback who's going to be, I mean, he was embarrassed. That's the first time I felt like I've seen him after the game kind of say, I played like shit, blah, blah, blah. He always will take blame, but he knows that was on him a little bit. They, they, they only gave up, I mean, until that last field goal. I mean, 17 points. Yeah. Like we're sitting there talking about they need to get their secondary right. Josh Allen stinks, played terrible, blah, blah, blah. Right in the game last, you know, you're right there. So bad, you know, tough loss. Keep it moving. Don't let it ruin you. But I think what we now know, and we talked, the division is real. You, you, you have to show up. You have to yeah. show up for all those games now. All of them. Patriots too. I liked how you started this conversation too, where like Miami's defense, I mean, that that's why they went after Bradley Chubb aggressively. They, they, they need something. They need help. Because Ju- Justin Fields was looking like the hey. greatest quarterback in Chicago Bears well, history. I mean, and we're going to get to him. him. They're using him like you got to use him. Just yeah. let him try it. Yep. You're seeing his so, physical skill set though. That's physical skill set is. Did it not remind you of Cam Newton a little bit? Like just that big, powerful, faster yeah. than you, even though I'm two fifty. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. He looked, he looked great. I mean, um, as far as he has that, like he has that ability in him, but you have to cater to his skill set. Anyway, I got, I know, but um, 
Miami, back to your point, their defense got to come on. They got to get better. They do. I, I think that that would, that would worry me, but I think of all the, so I guess out of the three teams, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Dolphins, I think the Patriots are going to play Buffalo a lot, a lot better than 100%. they did the last two showings. I think that that defense is going to have a lot of pride. Agree. And uh, Judon, Matthew Judon, I mean, he's got to be the most underrated player in the game. I like he just that. takes over games. He's unbelievable. Matthew Judon. And that's definitely a player underrated? I want to get to know here or go along soon because it, I feel like he's just a legit star that doesn't get his due. Nobody knows much about. And he watching that Colts game, I mean, it wasn't much of a game, but nine sacks. Uh, he just collapsed that line all game. But I don't, I don't think Buffalo is going to be too worried about New England. I think that the confidence they got in those games in the past, same with the Jets. I feel like if push comes to shove in a playoff game, they would be the Jets. Miami of those three teams, I think would still scare me the most if I was the Bills because they can score and they can get hot. And You're nothing as you much as I love defense teams. and you know those those type of games, you get into January and you still need the quarterback and the passing game to beat Josh Allen. I mean, Tua made some terrible throws yesterday. I mean, he made some bad, bad throws. I mean, that like, fourth down that he – that he skipped, right? That would have ended the game right there. And there was some earlier. I mean, he has those moments, but when it's right, it's just those two guys are just – anytime they touch the ball, they can score. And that's just, it's hard to find. We've talked – he gets into that space. Like, he just knows where the yeah. vacancy is going to be in a defense, and boom, the ball's there. Hill and Waddle adjust to it. Um, it's yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, it's, it's Hill and Waddle, like – I'm sure they'd love to get Trent Shurfield going or God, they paid up for like a Cedric Wilson, I think, and Gasecki's yeah. in the red zone, but it is Hill, it is Waddle, and they just stress you with both of those guys. That's it. That's all they do. And, and you're probably your defense is you have to commit a certain amount of players. You can't one guy can't guard them. So you're bracketing, you're zoning, you're doing your best to give help. So for two yeah. guys, you may be using three or four guys to yeah. just to try to, I mean, it's for those two. So that's why I'm waiting to see, is the running game ever going to come on for Miami? I mean, but let, let's not forget too, in games that Tua has started and finished, they're undefeated. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> get me started. I told he, he's playing very good. Um, he, it's, I mean, they're, they're only, I mean, they're six and three, but that, that Cincy game might've, might've been a game. I mean, the Jets blew them out. Um, always a st- there's always a game that you just throw away your – I always say in, in the NFL, it's what, 17 games. Take yeah. your two or three stinkers, throw them out. Take your two or three where you blew somebody out. Study those other games, probably who you are. Um, if we have any listeners out there that are from South Florida, uh, I'll be down there this week. So Go Long is hitting the road to beautiful Fort Lauderdale. Uh, let's hang out. Tyler. You need to start giving me advance notice on these trips. I think you need a, as your editor, I'm not your number one editor. I'm your, your, your parents are your, your best editors, but I'd like to think, <laughs> I'd like to think maybe you could get me on one of these trips. I could do something for you, whether it's some type of catering for you and your guests. I, I, I just need, I hear Florida, 
The weather's not bad up here. Now, I know we don't want to talk about weather, but every time I hear Florida and I look outside, I just want to make sure it's not snowing here. You got to save those. Hey, you're more than trips. welcome to come. I mean, I'm not going to comp your trip. I mean, if you just want no, no, to be no. out of pocket, no. come on down. I was actually thinking about paying for your trip too, just so I could go. Hey, all right. Yeah, if anybody out there has a bunch of Marriott points that they just want to, you know, give to go along, <laughs> to go out along. Of, as a token of your gratitude, I've uh, I've burnt through all of my old Bleacher Report miles and points, so that that'd be a perfect time. <laughs> I'm only half Marriott. joking. Oh, the um, Go Long Marriott account. Go fund it. Go go fund us Marriott points. Hey, we 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 have a ton of support from readers, and that's why no, this thing is still good. going strong. So yeah, I won't beg and plead quite yet, quite yet. yet. But Thursday, six p.m. Um, Hijinx Sports Bar in Boca Raton. Come on down. So if you're listening, that's I'll be posted up with boxes of this book that you see right here. The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, to sell and sign. Let's hang out. We'll, uh, I'll share some uh, Jeremy Shockey stories that maybe didn't make the book. You know, There might be a few out there, too, even though he was pretty wild for the book. Um, but, yes, hijinks, 6 p.m. Thursday. Hopefully see you there. And, hey, even if you're not from South Florida, maybe you just want to be like our buddy Colin in New Jersey and just drive out to hang out with Go Long. Hang out. Just come on out. Drop knowledge. Drop yeah. knowledge. Come and drop knowledge. All right. So that's the AFC East. Anything else there? Um, you said you didn't want to talk about the Patriots because the Patriots. No, the I Patriots. mean, they're real. I mean, you have to show up to beat them, but they're not threatening anybody, I don't think. I just don't see that. that I just don't see it on offense. I don't see the, the playmakers. I just don't see the playmakers. I like that Stevenson, though. I like that running back. He's tough. Yeah, he's tough. I like him. Yeah, um, Matt no, Jones I think does I, not has not really improved. I mean, it might not even really be his fault. They don't have a it's, quarterback coach, looks, right? They just kind of have this weird. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I felt like we gave him credit last year for being in the right place for a young quarterback. Like last year, it was look at Mac Jones. You know, he's not that talented, but he's in the right place that can groom a rookie. And, that that lasted till about halfway through right. the season. Well, then, that's the the greatness that is Josh McDaniels left, right? And he's proven that he's a a great offensive mind. With they, oh, never mind. They just lost to the Jaguars. God, I mean that that's something I didn't see coming either. I thought that they would be what, hovering around five hundred at least. That the Raiders are calling Gruden, trying to get Gruden back. You know the the Frank Reich move today. It get, it definitely gets the ball rolling. I think on. Just that, as we've talked about, the, the panic search for the life rafts on the sinking ships. Like, the ships are starting to sink in different markets, and people are going to start Carolina. losing their jobs. People are going to start scapegoating left and right. And you just wonder, like, who – like, with Vegas, like, where does – is it Carr? Does he say, I have to well, get my own quarterback? It's that's, – that's what's going to happen, I think, there. I think you'll see that. Yeah. I think that, that breakup's coming. I, don't don't you just want to love Derek Carr? I mean, you really want to believe. I feel like I've watched him believe for so in Saint long. Carr. He is. He's maxed out. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, I think he's proven that. I don't think he's quite talented enough to get to that. You know that championship game, Super Bowl level, without you know everything else being in place. He teases you really. What is what he does because you see. 
kind of what we talked, you see the ability, you see it last year too. I thought he got hot last year. I thought he kind of put that team going through all that chaos they did with the head right. coach. Car, they kept that thing together, which is why I thought they should have kept that head coach. Um, and let him try to run, tr- let him, and he had something special. That team bought into him. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying they're not buying into McDaniels, but at the end of the day, it's probably, they're going to have to decide, is this head coach quarterback combo the one we need? I know where it's headed. I know McDaniels not getting fired after one year. That quarterback, he, he has enough years. It's they'll, they'll be able to, they'll try to move on from him. You don't think Mark Davis just wants to keep paying coaches and not probably coaches team. I'm not sure. Look for Gruden for for quite a while. I know. I don't know if they care. I'm to the point. I don't know if any colleges don't care. Owners don't care. They they pay these guys. Yeah. Don't go into scouting. Go into coaching. Scouting contracts aren't guaranteed. Coaches guaranteed. Good point. <laughs> Car. Here's Car uh, yesterday. So obviously they started hot. He's getting the ball to Devontae Adams, 17 ah, targets, yes. 146, two touchdowns. Um, yes. And then it, the offense just completely yes, bottomed out. Completely. And you lose to Jacksonville. You're 2-6. and six. You're, You haven't won on the road, 0-5 on the road. It's it, They're done. I mean, I think we can start writing some teams off, right? So let's start there. Uh, we can probably write the Raiders off, especially yeah, the AFC, AFC at 2-6. Sure. AFC done. for sure. And, yeah. Okay, let's, let's get to this. Well, and then what about Jacksonville while, while we're on that game? I mean, they're three and six. Not they're not they're not contending this year, but right, you're just, small steps. Small steps. Kansas City and Baltimore around the bend there for Jacksonville, too. Um <laughs> all right. Let's get to this team. And you tell me if if they're dead or you know, if they still have a pulse, if they're still they're still breathing. They're kind of like the, the fish out of water. You know, you go fishing and you just kind of throw that fish ashore yeah. and it's huffing and puffing. And eventually it just, you know, it's time. The Green Bay Packers lose at Ford Field to the Detroit Lions. Um, 15 to 9. The chorus will be loud today, Jim. There'll be a lot of <sighs> a lot of loud, loud pundits out there blasting away at Green Bay's supporting cast when you actually watch this game. Wolf, I mean, how? Yeah, I know. I'm. I know. I'm a hater, but are you you're not a hater. Serious? You're a realist. You've been a realist yeah. about it. It's it, it. It was difficult to watch. I mean, the can't all three of his interceptions were just so uncharacteristic of Aaron Rodgers. But it wasn't only that. Like he it's, had open receivers. I mean, you could yes. see it. Yes. I mean, a it's lot a of the mix. clips are kind of making the rounds now. Where there's a tight end wide open on a post across the middle. And he's looking at Deguara. He's looking at him. And then he just throws in complete far left or he's got AJ Dillon on a check down wide open. And he pats and he pats and he pats and he throws in complete. It's just, it's exactly what we saw in 2018 when everything fell apart with Mike McCarthy and they bring in Matt LaFleur. He looks like somebody that isn't buying in to the offense. Right. And let me just pull this up. I mean, and then you, you share your thoughts as I find it, but um, our good friend Tom Silverstein wrote an excellent column at PackersNews.com where it just sums up where LaFleur and Rodgers are right now. Um, let's see here. You, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So this, this is Tom. He wrote, LaFleur wants more motion. Rodgers wants less. 
LaFleur likes to quarterback under center. Rodgers likes shotgun. LaFleur needs Rodgers to be patient and supportive of the young receivers, and Rodgers suggested after the game that they need more hurry up, and he believes in tough love. Does anyone really think LaFleur came up with the tackle-eligible play that called for Rodgers to throw the ball to David Bakhtiari, a guy who can barely practice during the week because of the four surgeries he's had on his left knee? Rodgers and Bakhtiari are best friends, and yeah, it would have fired up everyone if Bakhtiari were to score, but this is a must-win game, and on fourth and goal at the one, maybe a throw to Lazard or Tunyon would have made more sense. Quote, yeah, I would, Lazard said of winding the ball in that situation. But that's regardless if it's first, second, third, or fourth and goal. It doesn't matter. I think that's just my competitive nature. I always want to help the team. Boom. I mean, that's exactly it. That's just they, they want completely different things. And I thought it was also telling um, Aaron Andrews, it was, I believe it was a podcast maybe, Aaron Rodgers told her how he wants to go down swinging, like he wants to go down throwing, swinging, doing his thing. And this is after you actually ran the ball so well against Buffalo. And after it was so clear that if you had that game plan, the three prior games, you probably win those three games. In Detroit, they can't stop anybody. Right. They couldn't. They couldn't. It was um, – but that just – that it, it, it reeks of insubordination. And, and I, I get it. Everybody will say the, say the right thing publicly, right? Matt LaFleur is, again, going out of his way to not criticize the quarterback. I mean, he'll never hold him accountable like he holds other players That's, accountable, which – you wonder yeah. what players are thinking in that locker room, um, but where does it go? where does it go? I mean, I think it is reaching that breaking point. I think their relationship is getting to that point where it's it's going to be over. I mean, they're going to be eliminated from playoff contention at some point. Um, it's only going to get worse. I mean, now now you know Dobbs has a high ankle sprain, so he's out four to six weeks. Um, yeah, I mean uh, Christian Watson, who you drafted in the second round, had injury problems. Your quarterback just isn't clearly isn't into the offense that the head coach wants to run. And the head coach isn't going to say a word, nor can he, because he begged and pleaded for Rogers to come back. So they're going to go down with Rogers, I guess. Yeah. Unless you slip them on IR with something or. This is where it's confusing. It goes back to your whole point. They're not going to bench him. I mean, they should, you should get a look at Jordan love, right? It behooves you as a franchise to see what you have. They're not going to do it. No. Because it's either move on. I still don't understand. Once he committed to coming back this year, I thought that meant basically what he told Aaron Andrews. Like what you said, like he's all in. He's ready. I want to boom, boom, boom. All in on his terms, though. That's what I mean. Like that's what he wants saying. to win, but he wants to win his way. And that's what I wouldn't have known. He and LaFleur, I thought they had a great relationship from the outside. I would have never known. They were every year on offense. They were rolling. But – I guess we're seeing that there was more to it than those two. Yeah. I, I don't think it, what I was told, it's not toxic. It's not like Rogers completely, you know, disrespects cool. his football intellect. Like he did Mike McCarthy from day one. Um, because I mean, right, he never right. forgot that McCarthy chose Alex Smith over him <laughs> and he would mock Alex Smith in front of the whole team on film whenever they like played. Get over it. Yeah. So there isn't, it's it's not to that degree, but I had a player tell me that um, he more so tolerates Matt Lafleur, right? He doesn't dislike him, but it's just a tol- he kind of tolerates him, kind of would go. Yeah. And he loved Hackett. He loved Hackett. I mean, they they were tight, so he's gone, which probably doesn't help. And 
No, it doesn't. You're right. It's, I just think that even even if they like each other as people, like any anybody in any profession, you can like somebody as a person, but when it comes to business, you you don't get along and things need to end. I think that's where it's going. Well, the crazy thing is, it's not their season isn't over in the NFC. It's really not. But it is if if this is what we're talking about. If we're talking about that the head coach and quarterback aren't buying into each other right now, yeah, it's over. I mean, you can't have that distraction if you're trying to if you're what are they three and six? So you have to make a run. I mean, you have to get to, you know, nine and eight. Yeah. <laughs> to get to probably in nine and eight might get you in in the NFC. I'm just looking at their schedule, though. I don't know I don't if they can get many wins. I'm, I'm not saying. I mean, you just you just lost to the, possibly the worst team in football. Absolutely, the worst defense in no football. No question, defensively, yeah. And now, now you're banged up, and yeah, I, it's just hard to. Hard to think. It just seems hard like there's there's more infighting going on than what's you know right. publicly said at press conferences. Which shocker, right? Maybe what we're told in public settings isn't always. 100% the case that there's more layers, more gray area. You you lived it. I mean, you saw it on all your teams. I would say that there's always more behind the scenes than what we know in the public just from being. You're telling me everything that Rex told us in 2015 and 2016 verbatim wasn't wasn't the case internally, huh? Everybody I will say Re- Rex probably wore his emotions on his sleeve as much as anybody, too. Rex wasn't going to hide anything. He wasn't. He wasn't <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah. Yeah, that's probably yeah, a bad there's example. More to it. There's more to it. Um, all right, so dead or alive, the Packers on the dead scale. Where were you? I mean, you have to go dead. Yeah. I hate I, it's hard for me to say it because the NFC is I don't want to say anybody's dead in the NFC, but to think they have to get to nine and eight, they're three and six, they gotta go on a hell of a run. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think now it's about okay, what's next for this franchise, right? What Obviously, they should have moved on the last two off seasons, yeah. taking their bounty last, picks and players. Sure. They did not. Now you last year, you're the number one seed. Last year, you you did the right thing. Last year, you were the number one seed. Best record? I don't know. I have a tough time with that, but I don't know how they could. Who, who takes out his contract though? Like, well, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Is there a team point, out there that is going to convince yeah. themselves that you Possibly. think so? As bad as he's playing. Denver, will bench Russell. No. Um, I I do think somebody will would would at least look into it to see. You're saying as bad as he's playing, it's it's a mix. His physical skill set is there. It's a really strange thing going on with him. It and is. You're right. Now. He does make a handful of plays that are still wildly There's still impressive. Some throws that are throw the Lazard. He had a yeah. scramble. You're right. You're right. But but to your point. He he, what he's doing is unacceptable. And if that's the case, if he's whatever he's battling right now, you're you're not winning games if the quarterback is having his own battle with himself. Like you're not going to win games. So I, it's it's There's just more seems, to it yeah, that we don't more know. to it. What about Tampa? Speaking of dead, like I thought they were done. How did the, how did the Rams blow that game? I, I mean Tampa, the, we. we touched on it before like this is why you you don't declare a team dead because Tom Brady 
is Tom yeah. Brady. He's the greatest ever. He still has greatest ever. Like well, that how many points? Greatest ever. They had how many? Yeah, points yeah. But look at the drive. Did you, I mean the end of the game? Yeah, I don't. I trust me. I saw it. I just, hey, they've got a they've got a great defense. I mean, outside of the the, the one play to Cooper Cup, the sixty nine yarder. Their pass defense is nasty. Oh my god! I mean, you do the math I, and look at the the Rams did absolutely nothing. That was the fakest Super Bowl. That was what you do when you go all in. You go all in, you steal one, and they stole one. They should, we, we've talked about it. They shouldn't even been in the Super Bowl. But they stole one, and now they're yeah. completely – they're really nothing. Like, they don't even scare you on offense. No. And who scares you on their offense? Cup is a great player, but he doesn't scare you. I mean, they paid a lot of money for Allen Robinson, and they hardly use him. He's shot. Um, He's not going to yeah. scare you. Stafford doesn't Darryl scare Daryl Henderson you. at running back has got to be one of the worst starting running backs in football. Akers never Cam panned Akers out. Akers doesn't even want to be there. Never panned out. Never panned out. Yeah, I, I just think they're – I think they, they, hey, they went for it and got it. Yeah. Now you're seeing the result. I, I, I kind of like Tampa, though, because of their defense still. I mean, the well, fact that anytime you they play held defense. the – I mean, the Rams had – I would agree with Nine you. first downs were four of 15 on third. Even with that 69-yarder, they only had 206 total yards. I mean, the Bucks defense, that looked like the Super Bowl Bucks defense. And then Brady still has that drive in him. Brady he still did. can put a few completions together with no, I mean, right, no, no timeouts. They needed a touchdown. They they had to go how wow. many yards here? It was, I, uh, I still don't understand how it happened. 60 yards in, in 35 seconds. Yeah. He did. Can't take that away from him. Oh. But they just don't seem. But then, but we're talking about the NFC, and we're talking about the best teams in the NFC are Philly and San Fran. You're talking about Hertz and Garoppolo. Yeah, both unproven as far as not unproven. Garoppolo, we know what he is. Hertz is still. Can he? Can he do that in the playoffs? Can he do this? So. Basically, to your point, sure, Tampa's in it because we know they can play defense. You know what's interesting about Tampa's offense is the amount of drop passes they have this year. Hmm. Mike Evans, it's every game for Mike Evans, which I don't, you know, I know, he doesn't have like, if you give a 10 out, we were talking about this before, some of the guys, like, who would you give a 10 out of 10 hands, like soft hands? Like I said, DeAndre Hopkins is a 10 out of 10, right? Um, Beckham, Jarvis Landry, those guys are 10 out of 10. Like those are the, some of the best hands I've ever seen scouting. Yeah. Sammy Watkins would be a 10. Um, Mike Evans would not be a 10. Like when I scouted, he has hard, like Randy Moss actually has hard hands. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, they're not like, if you watch he and Chris Carter, they did a thing before on ESPN. The two of them were catching balls. Chris Carter is a 10 out of 10 hands, right? It's, you don't hear it. Randy Moss, it's like you can tell, you can hear it a little bit. It's I mean, T.O. had a ton of drops, ton of drops, and so does Mike Evans. Basically, that's what I'm saying. He's a great player that does not have great hands. Matchup nightmare, big, strong, but he, his drops show up. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it, I guess it, I was. It's going to get tough for Tampa. I mean, they go to Germany to play Geno Smith in. The, in Seattle. Hey, um, and then, I watch them. I've watched them closely now. Seattle. Wow. Just yeah. I know I talked about it on the midseason thing, but that was a really good win to go to Arizona and we I'm good on Arizona, but 
to still to go there, you know, you know, Arizona's giving you everything. That's a win they need to get at home division. Gino was had that one. If it wasn't for one, just it was a swing pass. Good play by the DN. He never he didn't think the guy was going to peel off. Pick six. Other than that, Gino was that running game they have so strong. They're playing on defense. I just I I, I I'm always so hard on Pete Carroll, but I got to give John Schneider and Carroll credit. They they had a plan. They were ready to move on and had a plan. So he throws the pick six. Seattle's trailing fourteen ten. You know, you think, all right, this is it was a this is when Geno a, Smith's going to go one of two directions, right? You can you've seen quarterbacks just kind of spiral in, into mistake after mistake, and they, they can't they can't forget that play. I mean, this is probably the value in Geno Smith. He's been through so much shit the last decade, you know, backing people up, and then everything that happened with the Jets before that with Rex, and I just uh, he's been through a lot where it's not going to phase him. I mean, he comes right back. 13 plays, right 75 yard drive, 635 touchdown. Um, Arizona they punts. Do- they kind of dominate. 13 plays, 81 yards, six minutes, 46 year touchdown. Arizona scores. They make it 24 21. And then Gino again, a third touchdown drive in a row, 85 yards on five. I mean, he just, the next three play, the next three drives were touchdown drives, and, and he was making big throws on each drive. It's, it is, it's, but the NFC playoffs are going to be so fun to watch. Different, different than the AFC. Completely different. Yeah. Do you remember not, scouting Gino? So you would have been in I, New Orleans so I I do, right before I you came to Buffalo in 2013. So I didn't personally scout him because he was at West Virginia and I was still doing the Southeast for the Saints. Um, that was EJ Manuel draft. So that's right. why I remember it just because I did, you know, and we t- so I know our scouts with Gino – there was a lot, there was back and forth on the same stuff, how advanced, how much is he going to be able to handle in the playbook coming from where he came from, the offense he played in. There was a little concern on how much he could handle just with everything in the NFL playbook. But I don't think there was any, there wasn't any concerns that he can't do. It was just, hey, he, he hasn't really had this exposure to an NFL playbook. The Jets thing is what we talked about. Sometimes you go to a team and it's just the wrong situation. And for a guy like Gino, going to a a shit show yeah. isn't the way to groom a young quarterback. So good for him for sticking with it. Obviously, he's got a toughness and a skill set. The guy he's playing like a good he's a good starting quarterback right now. It's he's not elite by any means. Nobody thought he would be, but he is he is good. And he's right in that Garoppolo. That whole it's range than of Garoppolo. guys. He, that's fair. I mean, for if you, I don't, Garoppolo. I still, I have a hard time crushing Garoppolo because he did get to a Super Bowl and was a play know. away from last year from being in his second Super Bowl. Could be in his third this year. I, I need to see Gino at least win some playoff games for I say he's better than Garoppolo. But to your point, he's. I'm not going to argue that. It. it it's just wild to watch some of the throws I he's agree. making. That's the Deep best way down to say the it. field, tight windows, no hesitation, runs when he has to run, and, and Kenneth Walker. God, what a beast. So, I and didn't he, know a lot about He's doing him his damage in, in the fourth quarter, too. His jump cuts, he has a jump cut in him that works. Um, you got to be careful with it, but 
uh, his whole combination of running, he, he's got the vision. I like everything about him that I've seen. That's and they, they drafted young. They have offensive line. They have some rookie offensive linemen starting. I mean, they're they're doing some good things with young guys. I mean, if if, if people listening don't subscribe, I mean, please. If if there's a reason to subscribe, it's Bob McGinn's draft connections. I mean, he's talking to coaches and scouts still, around the NFL. Yes, he every player. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember the Kenneth Walker stuff was really interesting. It it's always all over the board, but you can see some of the signs where. Let's see. He um, I mean, one scout said hard runner, physical speed, acceleration, vision, elusiveness. He can play on all downs. Contributes immediately. Needs to improve in pass pro, but wasn't asked to do that much. Day one starter. Ran a faster 40 than people thought. The 444 shocked me, a third scout said. Um, as a runner, he's a poor man's Ray Rice. People questioned Ray Rice's speed too, and all he did was produce. Um, yeah, I mean, I, running back speed, I don't know where that – I don't know. How, you shouldn't put too much yeah. – like I said, unless it's a fatal flaw where you're just heavy-legged. I, I consider heavy-legged being worse than pure speed. It just it's interesting always to read the running backs because you can see it and, and hear it in the scouts' voices where scouts will love these guys like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, um, Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson, and yet there's all there's it's kind of like marinated in a little bit of doubt, like, yeah, but you know, these running like how much should we really value these running backs? Like, is he really that special? Should we really pull the trigger? And you I, I think you do pull it if you're going to use them like they're using Kenneth Walker. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to hand the ball off twenty to thirty times and Anything. win with the run, win with your defense, win with an accurate quarterback, he's the rookie of the year. Opposite, opposite of Kyle Pitts, the tight end of Atlanta. They oh. don't oh. use him. They don't even unbelievable. Throw yeah, they don't throw to him. The Chargers haven't stopped. They can't stop anybody on defense. And Atlanta couldn't get him the ball. I'm like, I just, I have a tough time understanding what the plan was. Because they were aligned. That was Terry Fontenot, Arthur Smith, new head coach, new GM. Did, did you watch that game, the end of the game? I know we, yeah. we both kind of red zone it. Did you see the throw that the Mariota missed? Brutal. 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 Like, what what kind of throw was that? Like it was. I mean, that's. I know, now, would you rather have Mariota or Justin Fields right now? If you're Atlanta, if you're catering to and you're trying to, who would you rather have? Yeah, as much as I love Kyle Pitts, and I I agree with all of these no, tight ends about, who say he's the future. It's it's not about him. It's not, not about, about Pitts. you. You had you have an opportunity. They must not have liked Justin Fields in their evaluations. Um, we know that. We know they didn't. Um, and it's and, and he's from right outside of Atlanta. I can't stress that enough. And now I'm gonna. I, I'm as hard on Fields this year because that that drop back stuff isn't for him. Like he needs catered to right now. He needs to just let him use his skill set until he can get more comfortable with everything. Yeah, new offense, everything. But man, when he when you see what he. I'm sorry, but there aren't many people that can do what he's doing. You saw what Mike McDaniel said to him on the sideline that one run. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter, but Fields made another great run by Miami sideline, and he ran by. He went walked by McDaniel's, and McDaniel looked down and was like, "Hey, stop it!" 
he was just telling Fields <laughs> to stop it. Fields was smiling. He was like, <laughs> but that's yeah. the case. That's the thing. That's respect. Though. Fields, Fields that's was respect. fun as hell to watch. He was driving me nuts. So I mean, all week and fa- everybody loves hearing about other people's fantasy teams, right? So here we go. <laughs> all week I was trying Leather to trade Kyler Murray team. so I could start Fields, and I just I didn't have the balls to just start Fields. You know, no nobody bit. And uh, yeah, so now we're 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 needing Alvin Kamara to really step it up tonight in the TFL. That's a pretty good connection. Yeah, I would think Fields if he can fantasy wise, if they're going to let him loose like yeah. this, he's pretty valuable. There's a blueprint, right? I mean, J- they're trying to do with Fields what Philly did with Jalen Hurts. No doubt, as we said, Hurts, Cam. That's your goal. That's your ceiling for Fields right now. He needs to shoot. The, and as a coaching staff, that's who you should be studying. Those guys. That's what he is. He's a He's not a pure passer because he still had some plays yesterday where he was thrown down the sideline. The balls were out. They weren't letting the receiver make the play. And I was like, there it is stuff you and I were talking about, but there's too much good when you can do what he did yesterday. That, that wins you over with the team. Oh my God, Jim, we have breaking news. Did you see this? No. Okay. If, Wait, tell me the team podcast because I, I want your I want your Wait, natural rea- I want your nat- right, natural reaction. Ready? This is good. Breaking tell me the from team. Adam Schefter. It's the Indianapolis Colts from Adam Schefter. So as we said earlier, Frank Reich was was Frank's fired. Done. Okay, I I honestly I saw the picture for this for this person and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's getting into the Ring of Honor or they're retiring a number. They're doing some type of halftime ceremony. Oh no. No, 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 none of that. Breaking. Hey, Manny. Hey, no. Manny. Yeah. <laughs> the Colts are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Saturday has been a consultant for the team in its ring of honor and also was head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team in Decula, Georgia. What in the hell? Man, those guys wow. have some good drinking stories on those. Ursa's private jet must have some great alcohol. <laughs> I'm in shock. Oh, He's the interim head coach. Yeah. So he's going to walk into that building. How's the, how are the assistant coaches going to handle that? The players are, are going to be like, whatever, this is a shit show. Get me out of here. How are the followed up? He goes, here's one of the biggest issues that new Colts interim head coach Jeff Saturday will encounter once he arrives later today. No one on his staff has called NFL plays before. It will be one of Saturday's first orders of business. Figure out who will call plays against the Raiders. So this obviously was in the works for weeks and weeks and weeks, months. Yeah. So Ursay, I would think before the season, I don't know. I didn't know he and Saturday were tight, but obviously – before the season, Ursay said, hey, if he doesn't get it, would you be interested? And Saturday's probably like, sure. If he can't get it done, I'd, that, you don't just do that on a, hey, you want to finish out the year? So this was in the works. How do you plan that? Whatever. So now Jeff Saturday's <laughs> going to take over. Yeah. You know, I covered Jeff Saturday for one year. Uh, he was he He's played for the Packers for a year. I'm and... not trying to say anything about him. He's football brilliant. Like he is, you know, what was weird though. Yeah. I, I always like talking to him. He always learned something, but he was, um, I still remember he was upset with the coverage of the team. He thought it was too harsh. 
he said, you know, you guys should kind of get behind the team a little. He didn't understand that, you know, in, in the media, you're an impartial observer. And he also was struggling big time. I mean, he was at the end of end of the line. And I think Evan Dietrich Smith eventually overtook him as the center. And it was ugly. Um, but yeah, he's in the media now. So now he's, or he was, I you, guess now he's the head coach. You got me on that one. I was, I was not thinking, he never entered my mind. Like I, on ESPN, when you watch like Orlovsky and Lewis Riddick, you can see that those guys want to be GM or coaches. They kind of talk about it. Um, mm. I never heard Saturday really talk like that. So No. Personally, I'd go with Dallas Clark, right? If you're going to go former player, you should probably go with Dallas Clark, my humble opinion. But, hey. So Saturday is interim. So I, my guess is he should just bring in Peyton Manning as the – let him call the game. Screw it. Yeah. Have some fun. Bring the but, band back together. Yeah, who could you get on defense? Um, somebody called D. Yeah, have some fun with it. You're only going to be there for a couple weeks. Tony Dungy? Yeah, Dungy, come back, call the D. Yeah. And then hire Caldwell. Go and hire Jim Caldwell. Do something. I don't know. I just yeah. can't believe that's what they're doing. So the Colts are dead then, to bring it back to alive or dead. They're dead. I know that just based on their whole quarterback situation, they were dead. Yeah, yeah. it's too bad. They've got some good players on defense. It's a good football team. It's not a bad team. You see what happens, man. They are the Bills. They are the 8-8, Whaley, Rex, Marone, Bills. Like, good team. Is the quarterback good enough? And it's it's – hanging on to somebody that is proven, but at the end of the line and is a retread for a reason. Like you just have to start anew and have the guts to be, to to risk being bad for a year, right? That's what it is. You have to be okay with the possibility that like the Chicago bears with Justin Fields, it might, it might be ugly. Like they didn't even really sign many players. They got a lot of cap. They're looking ahead. They actually kind of, they actually depleted a little bit around yeah. fields. And I, I love how you said that because we talked about it. You have to be willing. It's almost like the Raiders right now and the Colts. They've almost been four. They didn't start the season thinking they would be here right now. And they are. They've actually now been given to me. The last thing the Colts and Raiders want to do right now is win. <laughs> right. You don't want to go eight and eight. Don't fight to be seven and nine or eight and eight. Fight. Go ahead and get those. Let this season ride. Go ahead and lose it because it's the only way you're going to get that quarterback. Yeah. Any other games pop to you, Jim, that you want to hit on? Um, no, those were pretty good. I think we hit the main ones. Um, Minnesota-Washington was kind of kind of strange. I, you know, I actually thought Washington, was gonna, I thought Washington was going to get that game. Um, that's a good win for Minnesota. That's not an easy win to go there. That's a get a, get a win and get out. That's how, like we always talk. That's a one for Minnesota just did that. Get it and get out. Because you might get smacked this week coming to Buffalo. But have you seen Kirk Cousins on these road games, you know? And now, he, now he's taking the shirt off with the ice around his neck. I have a long history. Kirk and I have a long history. You do? Oh, that's yeah, right. If I, bet, I told you, if I bet on him. If I bet on Kirk, he stinks. If I bet against him, he's the best ever. And, and of course, I had Washington yesterday. Luckily, the line was three, so I pushed. But 
I'm not a Kirk Cousins. We talked about it. I don't, but this will be a, this is the game. Minnesota Buffalo, though. I like that. Big game. Big game. We'll, we'll uh, anyway, definitely yeah, get into I, it yeah, later in the week. Yeah. No panic. No panic for Buffalo. Panic for Green Bay. Hey, we're going to have our buddy uh, Eric Wood back on the show. He's got a new book out, and he wants to talk about it. So we'll we'll bring Eric back on. I guess I got to do a book to be on that conversation. You and Eric, I can't be. I'm not allowed to. I'm, that's, I got Jim, it's for serious. Yeah, this is for, for serious podcasters. So, you know, you and your two decades of NFL experience can just get the hell out of here. My two decades can't help anybody understand that Jeff Saturday is right now a coach. Yeah, I I kind of derailed the show by dropping that bomb on you. You got me. I can't. I want to call. Like, I just want to call every assistant coach I know right now in the NFL and ask them how they feel about this. Dumb question, but does the Rooney Rule apply like to interim hirings? Like, if you I can figure out that Rooney Rule, let me know. I'm pretty sure you can do whatever you want. <laughs> That's basically what happens is teams just and then it, like it, the just, salary it pisses, cap. It pisses like, everybody off, right? It's like the salary cap. Just, the black yeah. assistant coaches who deserve promotions and opportunities, I mean, they don't want to be treated as a token. Like it's 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 a ugly. You know ugly when they topic. The, when the league put out God, I, I can't remember the exact word of the law, but the whole like if you what was it with with personnel staff, like if you hire you get a draft you a, pick. You get a draft pick. Yeah, they just so exercised. That, um, a team just used it. Was it Philly? No, no, no. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago. They received. It was for that. Um, I know what it was. The Kansas City Chiefs, I think, received a pick for the the Bears' current GM, Poles, and Kansas City used that as ammo to get Tony from the Giants. It's just, I mean, when that went down, I had multiple uh, black personnel members text me, like how pissed off they were about it. Like how, yeah, how, how, how ridiculous it was. And they, they ridiculous. considered this a slap in the face. Like, like now, now, cause it puts everybody in a bad position. Now, when you get a job in the back of your mind, are you thinking, did I really deserve it? Did I get it because of this reason or that? I don't know what the answer is, honestly. I don't know either. how you fix the situation because obviously the, the representation is. isn't what, what it should mm-hmm. be, but it's not that. Uh, yeah, that's a conversation for another podcast. But yeah, uh, yeah, it is. We should have it's a it. good one. We should. It's a good one. It's a pretty simple uh, solution. It's all the owners. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very simple. We'd have to ask them what it is that they have, why there's such a favorable hiring practice for non-minorities. Like, why are they? Why aren't minorities getting opportunities? The owners are the ones that have to answer that. Mm-hmm. They have the final say. I mean, there's so many names that just pop in my head. Like, Jerry Reese, I know it wasn't always pretty with the New York Giants. He won two Super Bowls. They beat Tom Brady twice. We don't he hear built, from and then, and then we don't like, hear about he just disappeared. Like after he was fired, disappeared. Nothing. Disappeared. Like not even as a scout or personnel exec or senior advisor. Nothing. 
Steve Kime gets promotions every year in Arizona. Mistake after mistake. Yeah, Steve Wilkes, uh, Steve Wilkes, Josh Rosen. Oh yeah, I don't like that combo. How about Kingsbury Murray? I mean, what a, what a, what a, like, how does that, how do you keep your job? I know how. There's owner. Hmm. Owner has to. Well, on that chipper note. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was a good, hey, you rocked the world with that, Jeff Saturday. That changed the whole. Yeah. All right. Hmm. That'll be good for later in the week. Definitely. We'll, uh, we'll have some guests. Um, also, uh, I joined his podcast on my book tour uh, for Blood and Guts. Do you remember Chris Howard, Michigan running back? Yes. K- kicked around the NFL for a little bit. Uh, he's going to come on the him. show. We'll have him on. What's he do now? Maybe. He's uh, he's on the dark side with all of us in the media. So, yeah. Yeah, he was Can't tough. Forget. So we're going to figure something out there. It should be a, should be a fun time. Good. We'll get Eric Wood. I got to think of some good stuff. I'll try to draw up some – try to get him talking. He's, he tries to be too professional now with us. Once in a while, though, no, he he keeps it real with us compared to. I get it, you know, when you work for the team and you're on no, the you team radio be. station. I, yeah, yeah, I. Yeah. And, but he'll. But no, he he's he's told us some good stories. I mean, that Russell he's Wilson that, story. No, was he's awesome. wild. He's, that was a good yeah. one. Maybe we get a Richie story out of him or two, right? There's got to be something there. Those guys are tight. They, they're not gonna sell each other out. Hey, that's why you know. In this profession, you get people to open up, Jim. Like you just got to you, you get people talking. You know, you get some beer flowing, and who knows what happens? Yeah, you might have somebody criticize Howie Roseman, and guys get ready to go to the Super Bowl. All right, no. <sighs> All right, thanks everyone. We appreciate it.